All right, guys, uh, you just saw the future of our church right there. Um, not only in, 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 um, in, in, in April, now the teens are going to be doing their class this morning, but, you know, the goal that we're trying to do for every teen is to surround them with five mentor relationships, intergenerational, okay? And so that's, that is the goal of what we're trying to do with all of our teens. And um, so, uh, so that's exciting and, uh, and great news, amen? All right, um, I want to... Um, do a, uh, uh, a, a kind of continued uh, lesson on uh, last week. You know, last week we, we talked um, a little bit, of, well, we started focusing on lordship, right? And, um, you know, this came about uh, through different conversations that we've had, uh, really with the, with the leaders and just different, you know, just conversation. It was like, what is it that we really need to focus in on? And um, and the thing came about was really you know going after you know uh, lordship, and uh, and so I thought last week's lesson was great. Um, you know, uh, the part of the reason why we want to meet with anybody who was baptized uh, prior to 2010 um, is that we want to do a follow up discussion on that on that topic, and that uh, it's for everybody. But we'll be able to um, just you know be able to hear and get some feedback from you guys. But um, you know. Um, Let's look on over to Acts chapter 2, verse 23 through 24. Acts chapter 2. And, um, you know, I remember when I was in, uh, I was studying the Bible with somebody who, who ended up getting baptized and uh, or in the Spanish ministry. And just an older individual, um, just a very mature man. And uh, who, who really wanted, who really saw after the cross, right, who really wanted his sins forgiven. And... Um, and, you know, and, and he, he, he wanted it, but he had never come to church, you know, and didn't have any intentions on being devoted to the body of Christ. And, uh, you know, it, isn't it, you know, and so we really had to get down to, to, you know, people want Jesus to be their savior. Right. But they don't want him to be their Lord. And Jesus is both Lord and Savior. And so in Acts chapter 2, verse 22 to 24, it says, Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. You know, let's read in uh, verse uh, 36 through 40. You know, uh, it says, uh, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Amen. We know, I mean, what an awesome passage, right? And uh, the point I'm reading is that, is that you know, you, Jesus is both Lord and 
uh, in Christ. Now, what does Christ mean? Well, that, that's the Greek word, right, for, for Messiah. The, 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 the Hebrew word for that is, is Messiah, right? So, so the Greek form is Christ, right? He is Lord and the, the Messiah, the one that's going to save us. You know, and it's so, uh, you know, when you hear the message of Jesus, you know, you know, uh, you know he loves you, right? He, you hear about the story of how much he's, uh, he sacrificed for you, and you're moved in your heart, and you said, yes, I want to be with Jesus. You know, and yes, I want him to be my Savior, you know, and so everybody, you know, we're focused on that. But is Jesus Lord of your life? You know, and to make him, you know, um, it makes me think about Matthew 28, verse 28, where it says, All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. He has been made Lord of all. Right? And so therefore, as when you make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, right, you are giving him authority over everything in your life. You know, and so we're talking about, um, you know, just lordship. And we're talking about how it is that, you know, when anytime Jesus, you know, Jesus loved us, but then he called us to a higher standard, did he not? You know, and we'll look at a couple of different passages. Look on over to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, in uh, verse uh, 5 through 9. Romans 8, 5 through 9 says, uh, Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what the nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. You know, and uh, what, what an awesome passage. You know, and I, I love how it talks about that we have the Spirit of Christ in us. You know, if uh, if you're in one, if you're in my meetings or we do little pre-meetings that we always do for the service or anything that I do, I always want people to see the spirit of Christ in us. I want them to see the heart of Christ in us, the things that we talk about, the love. I want them to see that. That's my whole goal in everything. You know, you're here for the first time or whatever. I want you to go away and say, you know what? Man, I saw a piece of Jesus there today. You know, and we have this spirit in us. It is called the spirit of Christ. You know, and the spirit of Christ calls us to a higher standard. It's Jesus in you, right? He's trying to live in you, through you. The principles that he's about, he wants them lived in you and that you would display them to this world. You know, I think one of the best ways for me that talks about the spirit of Christ in us is like, don't you sometimes, you, you have this great love for him that you can't really quite explain, right? You know, look on over first chapter, first Peter chapter 1, verse, um, verse 8, first Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 8, 8 and uh, 9. And um, all right, it says there, right, it says, uh, see if this doesn't describe you. It says, though you have not seen him, you love him. Is that true of you? 
Isn't there just something in you that just loves Jesus? It's the Spirit of Christ in you. You've never seen him, but you love him. You know, it says, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with in an inexpressible and glorious joy. Does that describe you? You know, you, you've never seen him. He's not here in his presence, but yet you have this joy inside of you about it. You know, it's funny because, you know, this, uh, it's, it's been challenging, you know, these last couple of weeks. You know, a lot of transition in my job and stuff and just, I mean, you know, you know, I could I could get stressed out about certain things. And, you know, uh, my wife's about to graduate, you know, she's in her last week of her master's, you know. But that last mile can get kind of tough, right? A little stressful. You know, my son's about to graduate as well. You know, it gets a little stressful. You know, but uh, you know, I'm just kind of driving around. I feel like, like I'm on vacation. Sometimes I'm like I feel like I'm going camping. Even this morning, I was kind of driving over here. I was just like, I feel like I'm on vacation just driving somewhere. I was like, how cool is that? You know what I mean? That on the outside, all these things, but that's just kind of, isn't that what God does on the inside of you? There's, you know, it doesn't matter what the outside is. It's on the inside. And it's Christ living in you. It is the spirit of Christ in you. You know, and, and, and what you feel is in verse 9. It says, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. That's what that joy is. You know, we're not there yet, but you, there's something on in, in the inside of you. You know, and, you, and, and so can you relate to this passage? Do you, do you understand? Can, can you testify to this in your life? You know, and it's Christ in you. But, you know, Christ in you calls you to a higher standard. That is lordship. That is true discipleship. You know, when I think about, uh, you know, um, this is the point is that the spirit calls you to a higher standard. And um, you think about, um, you know, how much Jesus loves us, but he always calls us higher. Let me give you a couple examples. Look at Mark chapter 10, verse 17 through 23. Mark chapter 10. Verse 17 through 23. And we look at the story of the rich young man. It says, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. He said, good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declares, I've won all of the Boy Scout awards. I kept them all since I was a boy. I am the man. Right? Was this guy a good guy? I mean, you know, his standards were already high. You know, he was, he, he was an Eagle Scout. You know, and then Jesus, verse 21, he says, Jesus looked at him. And what did he do? He loved him. Does Jesus love us? He loves us. He pours out his love so that, you know, he, he had eye contact with him. But then what does he do? He says, one thing you lack, he said. Go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you, have, you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. 
Jesus loves us, but he calls us to a higher standard. You know, and so we can be, feel awesome that he loves us. And we love it that he's our savior. But is he Lord of your life? Are you living that higher standard that he calls you to? I mean, what, what, what does Jesus know that he would tell a rich man to go sell everything? I mean, this whole world is about gathering and how much you end up with and how much you're going to pass along. And I'm kind of curious because I, I would love to see what, what happened to the money back then. Fiat money, right, Charles? You know, just what happened to it? You know, he, he obviously felt he's, he went away sad, right? Because he had great wealth. But what is it that Jesus knows that he would call somebody to just, you know, give it all away to the poor? There's something really deep about Jesus. I think there's something that he really knows and what he teaches us is what is true. What he teaches us, you know, is, is, is his understanding of what things are really like and who really is in control. But he calls us to a higher standard. Look at John chapter 5, verse um, 1. John chapter 5. In verse 1. It says, uh, sometime later, we're going to read, I'm sorry, verse 1 through 15, the healing at the pool. It says, sometime later, uh, John 5, uh, verses 1 through 15, it says, sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast uh, of the Jews. Now they're in Jerusalem near the sheep gate, uh, a pool, which is in Aramaic is called Bethsheba, and which is surrounded by five, five uh, covered colonnades. Uh, verse 3, here uh, a great number of disabled people used to lie, uh, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an in, in, uh, invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in the condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the in, uh, invalid uh, uh, replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and walked. The day on which he took place, this place uh, took place was on a Sabbath. And so, um, and so the Jews said to the man who, who had been healed, it is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. The man went away, and he told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Did Jesus help this man? Did he love him to help him? But then what does he do? He calls him to a higher standard. He says, Stop sinning. Or something worse will happen. You know, and so I want to ask you this morning. I know that you love Jesus. Anybody love Jesus? Yeah, amen. But the question is, are you living by Jesus' higher standards? That's lordship. You know, that's the heart that he wants us to have. You know, you look at, you, look at, you know, Matthew chapter 5 in verse 27 through 30. 
Matthew 5, uh, 27 to 30. You know, let's look at some of these high standards that Jesus says. You know, you have heard it, um, 27 to 30 says, You have heard it that, uh, that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Is that a high standard? Don't you love Jesus? Jesus never sexualized any relationship. That's awesome. He didn't sexualize any relationship. Can you imagine being around him like that? You know, that you just felt the security of being around him. He calls you to these higher standards. You know, look down to uh, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 48. It says, you have heard it that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I tell you, love your enemies and I pray for those who persecute and, and pray for those who persecute you. That you may be sons of your father in heaven he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you, get, if you greet only your brothers, what are, you, uh, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. You know, Jesus is a standard. You know, he's talking about loving your enemy. Right? Is, you know, he calls us, he loves you, but he calls you to just a whole different standard. You know, look at Matt, let's, uh, one more. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 24. Matthew 6, 19 through 24. It says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy. And where thieves do not break in and steal, for where you, um, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also, will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body is the full uh, will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? It says no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other. Or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Awesome. Jesus was awesome. You know, he challenges as to what are we being devoted to? You know, I mean, what are you? I mean, do people look at your life and do they see a devotion of Christ? Or do they see you making decisions to be devoted to making a profit? You know, and what are the decisions that you're making? You know, and so Jesus, you know, he loves us, but he calls us to a higher standard. You know, um, to live in the principles of Christ is lordship. To be completely faithful to Jesus is lordship. To love like Jesus is lordship. To live in out one faith by loving like Jesus is lordship you know is jesus the lord of your life that's what i want us to think about 
Guys, let's take communion together and really reflect on, you know, the greatness that Jesus has done for us, the love. But let's really reflect on our lives and say, you know, am I living the standards of Jesus? And, and commune with him and just look at the areas where you need to change. Really, you know, talk to, to, to him about it and let's repent if we need to. Amen. With that, guys, let's go ahead and say a word of prayer. And um, uh, we'll take communion together and then I'll be back and make some uh, announcements. Heavenly Father, we, um, without a doubt, uh, Father, um, your love has been displayed to each and every one of us. Um, Father, your sacrifice. Um, Father, your truth. Um, Father, it's amazing to think that uh, Jesus would come down on this earth, God, to, to put his hand around us, and his arm around us, and just to be able to say that uh, he understands us, to be able to say that I'm here for you, I empathize with you, that, you know, I call you my friend, and I call you my brother. And, uh, Father, we feel the love of Jesus, and uh, just uh, we feel the joy of Jesus and just want to say thank you so much and uh, father the standards that you call us are are deep father but we want to live it out God uh, father we want uh, father Jesus as Lord of our lives God we want to live out the principles of Christ God we want people to look at our lives God and to see the father your word father being reflected in us father help us to be much more attuned to your spirit God help us father to to lay aside father our flesh God and to allow for Jesus God to live through us just thank you so much, God, for everyone, Father, here. Thank you for their faith and their love for you, God. I pray that everyone is inspired, God. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.